0: Alright, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show we are doing another director follow-up special episode. Uh, We just did our second one just recently and now we're on to our third. I'm hoping to do a lot more of these in the future. Um, today we'll be talking to Eric Stanzi, the director of In Memory Of, also a co-writer on it. And, uh, before we get into that, I wanted to remind you all to make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. That is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts. Tune in. There's a whole bunch of them. Anyone you want to subscribe to us on, we appreciate it. And you can also rate and review us on iTunes, follow us on social media at PiecingPod, and join the discussion on our Facebook group, Piecing It Together, a movie discussion group. And I think that's the quickest I ever got all that stuff out of the way. But make sure you go do all of it, and we will jump into this conversation. Uh, In Memory Of is a wild movie that we covered all the way back on episode 18 of the show Chad Clinton Freeman brought it to my attention the movie and uh, yeah it it was a great weird uh, very cool movie Uh, reminded me a lot of the kind of things that Chad used to screen back at the Polygrind Film Festival and uh, I'm glad we got to do it on the show and I've been wanting to try to uh, reach out to Eric Stanzi and do this follow up episode and I'm glad we finally got around to doing it so let's jump into the conversation So today on the show, we are doing another one of our director follow-up episodes, which I'm hoping to do a lot more of in the future, and I'm really happy to be doing one today. We're talking to Eric Stanzi, the director of In Memory of. Eric, uh, thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. Uh, sorry. It's taken me so long. This is definitely one I've had in mind, uh, to get in touch with you for a while, but obviously things get so busy. But, um, you know, it was a, it's a fun movie. It's like a, a really wild movie. We had a lot of fun talking about it and getting into all the inspirations and everything. And I thought it would be great to talk to you, um, to really kind of get into it a little bit. Um, you know, before we get into any of the puzzle pieces we discussed, if you could just tell the people listening a little about yourself and and about this particular project in memory
1: of. Uh, I'm I uh, am the director of the Memory of. I co-wrote the script with Jason Christ and Jackie Kelly, who are uh, the leads in the movie. Um, and this was a, a a pretty big project for us. It took a long time to get to get through it get through post-production especially that was the most lengthy part of the of the process but it was a really um uh, it was an amazing experience making it because it was just one of those kind of rare anything goes be as creative as you want uh we gave ourselves permission to really kind of go off the rails and it ended <laughs> up being you know a fun movie to make and just the experience that I had working with Jason and Jackie and pretty much everybody in the cast and crew—it was a—it was a really amazing experience, and everybody was in the same frame of mind, so it was a, a supremely positive filmmaking experience. So I'm uh, very happy to be uh, discussing it with you.
0: That's awesome, and you—you you have quite a few features to your name already before you started on this one, correct?
1: Uh, yeah, I directed. Uh, like the first one out of the gates back when I was uh, 21 was Savage Harvest. And mm. um, I've done Ice from the Sun. I directed Scrapbook. I directed Deadwood Park. I directed uh, Ratline. Um, I I directed Second Unit on Stakeland. And We Are What We Are for Jim Mickle. Uh, and I've had... Uh, All kind. I've produced a bunch of movies. I produced Jason Christ's Savage Harvest Two, October Blood. Uh, I've I've been doing this for about twenty five years now. I think so. Right on. um, So it would it would take me a minute to actually try to remember everything. But but yeah, (laughs) everything. It was fun. You know, everything leading up to all of those projects, everything that I've worked on. It was it was fun to kind of have all of the. the the skills and the instincts and just everything that had been developed over a long period of time, being able to put those to use on in memory of, and uh, it's a movie that I'm, I'm very happy with. So
0: that's awesome. Yeah. I was just going to ask you before we jumped into some of the puzzle pieces. Um, as far as like from from bringing this thing to the screen, uh, do you think you accomplished a lot of what you had set out for uh, in in like the style and, and and the execution of everything?
1: Oh yeah, it's. I mean, that's one of those things where when you're first starting out, it, you've got a certain movie in your head, and then when you finish the movie, you look at it and you go. Wow, that pisses me off because that doesn't look <laughs> anything like what I had in my head. Um, but this is one where <clears throat> you know I, I felt more, you know, sure-footed and 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 was able to get what was up there rattling around in my brain actually on nice. the screen more or less. And it was and on top of that, taking advantage of opportunities as they came up, things that I w- I was not thinking about in in advance it was it was fun to take those you know see an opportunity and, and say oh that could that could work let's, let's work that into the movie somehow and and uh, try to you know land on those opportunities take advantage of them and 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 hopefully make the movie a little bit better spice it up even more
0: i'm just curious what what's an example of an opportunity that kind of popped up like organically as you were in the middle of uh, production
1: Oh, it, it would happen at various points. Usually it was about locations. So we'd be riding, and then we'd be out location scouting. And for example, there's this rusty bridge that is, is featured pretty prominently at the beginning of the movie. And we actually were scouting for a different location and it was in a, it was in a warehouse and we didn't end up using that. But when we walked out at the end of scouting that location, I looked over at this rusty bridge and I said, Hey, is that available to us and they were like sure if if that interests you let's let's go walk down there and you know take a look and that bridge was not in the script so it was like oh i like the way this looks so let's work it into the movie so there are multiple situations where as we're location scouting we find something and we like it and we're like hey let's try to work that into the movie but then even, you know, in the middle of the shoot, when we're on the road and we're actually crossing the the country, uh, obviously there's going to be visual opportunities here and there. You just kind of go out and explore and and start finding things and saying, oh, that's interesting. Let's work work that in. So it was a, you know, there was probably a big or a little opportunity that we discovered virtually every day of shooting. So it was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, that must have been a lot of fun, especially with the whole road element and like just being out there and just finding things along the way. I mean, having your plan in place, but then also just finding things along the way—that it must—that must, it must uh, make for a uh, unique and fun experience, I would imagine.
1: Absolutely, it was—it was—it was probably the most unique shoot of uh, my career, and um, uh, probably the most fun as well. So it. it it was a, it was a really nice blend of staying open-minded and saying okay if opportunities come up, we're going to take advantage of them but still going out with a, a pretty solid game plan every day and it was it was nice to, to balance those two and it, yeah, I felt like it worked out. Awesome.
0: Well, you know, with that, we might as well jump into some of these uh, puzzle pieces that we mentioned on the In Memory of episode. Um, And I'm going to start off with one that Chad had specifically mentioned that I should ask you about. And that is Easy Rider, if that was a intentional influence.
1: Definitely the road trip films from that era were Mm -hmm. an influence and to a small degree. Easy Rider was most not so much the finished movie but more just understanding how in terms of studio uh, filmmaking how unprecedented that that movie was and it was just you know a bunch of weirdos on the road going out and shooting this thing and then the studios were like oh people like this and now we have to you know it kind of it had a major impact on changing the course of what Uh, Hollywood was interested in doing because they let these guys make this movie this way and it was successful and so suddenly it it was now the era of the director and giving the director more creative control over the the picture and it made the studios realize oh people like this gritty realism more than they like you know the more like musicals and that kind of stuff and so just the spirit, the spirit of that movie, absolutely was was uh, something that was on my mind when we were developing this. But more than that, I think Vanishing Point and Tulane Blacktop; those are those are two movies, you know, mm-hmm. two road trip movies from that era that that actually had a little bit more impact on me uh, in the development of this project than Easy Rider did. So, gotcha, yeah,
0: yeah. No, that that makes sense for sure. Um... You know, talking about like the spirit of the the independent filmmaking and and doing things your own way. Uh, and I, I find whenever we're talking about indie films, I always end up bringing the same same one up. But the Evil Dead.
1: I I don't I don't think that that was an inspiration for mm-hmm. this movie, but it was probably you know subconsciously present in the development of in memory of because that i'm a huge fan of that movie and that movie also happens to be you know on the short list of films that i discovered when i was very young that made Mm -hmm. me say oh i want to make movies too so because that had that impact on me and because i'm still a big fan of that movie today and and i'm sure the kind of you know Freewheeling, uh, anything goes attitude that that movie had. I'm sure that those things uh, were somewhat influential on a in memory of, but I think sure. in, I, I think that more subconsciously than anything.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, another one Chad had brought up was high tension.
1: You know, that one was absolutely not on my mind at the time that we were we're writing and making the movie. Um but I know that uh Jason christ is a huge fan of that movie and I'm if I had to place bets I would I would say yeah high tension was probably on Jason's mind while we were <laughs> developing it. Right. I'd have to ask him. I don't I haven't had that conversation with him but he brings up high tension every once in a while. So uh if if you guys picked up on that that probably came from the from the Jason third of the writing process.
0: nice nice um another one we had talked about was memento
1: Mm. and why do you can you tell me why you think that that one had what what made you come up with memento if you don't mind me asking
0: so that was another one that chad had brought to it and i think it was mostly it mostly it was about the uh the the use of of memory and uh playing with a person's mental state and uh, and what what they you know what they remember and the way they remember things.
1: Okay, so just, so basically the uh, the fact that both of the main characters are dealing with a memory issue. Yes. Um, oddly oddly enough, that was that was not one that was that that I can remember being discussed even once. That's very strange, okay. considering both both of the leads actually. You know, that's a big part of what a uh, big part of the main character of both movies. But oddly enough, that one was never discussed.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, how about one that I had brought to it, which was Requiem for a Dream?
1: I'm I'm sure that that had a uh, that one had a pretty big um, impact on us because all three of us are big fans of that movie, and um, I know that that's one where something that I really like about that movie is the the fact that it is so strong in in characters it's not just a completely abstract film it's a very character-based film but they managed to throw you into some pretty surreal and wild sequences in that movie and really kind of use the filmmaking technique to describe the emotional state of those characters and I, i i am pretty sure because all three of us are fans big fans of that movie uh i'm and I'm pretty sure we even discussed that to to some degree when we were first developing the project. So I would, I would say that's a, that one's a, that one's a score. That's a yes, that that was probably <laughs> some, right some, some level of, of inspiration on this one. Yeah.
0: Nice. Very cool. Yeah. That's definitely uh, a favorite from, from myself. i I'm a big fan of Aronofsky's work and, and, uh, yeah, I mean, just, I mean, the depth to which that brings you in those characters, um, but while still, you know, just, uh, still being a story that you want to go along for, I mean, it, some people like to say yeah. that they wouldn't watch that again, you know, but I, I've watched yeah, that movie lots of times
1: and, you know. Yeah. 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 All three, all three of us, me and, and Jackie and Jason, we're all big fans of that, of that movie and of Aronofsky's films in general. So, yeah.
0: Um, another one I had brought up, um more of an in general, I was talking about music videos, although as one specific example I brought up was nine inch nails closer. Um but what what about music videos?
1: Well I, I thought that was really interesting that you brought that up. Um that was absolutely not something that we discussed and I don't remember that being forefront in my thoughts when we were developing this movie but that's that that's probably my favorite music video of all time and nine inch nails is one of my favorite bands of all time um and i think mark Romanic is a is a stellar filmmaker and i love his features as well um but i think i think the closer music video is is incredible so i and i've i've had that um opinion since i first saw that music video years ago so i would consciously i would i would say i i was not thinking about it and we were not discussing it but uh subconsciously yeah but that that uh, worked its way in there a little bit <laughs>
0: right on yeah I, i'm still hoping to make my closer one day for one of my uh tracks <laughs> that's <is> just so awesome <laughs> it is um, so another one I will bring up here is
1: uh natural born killers i I would say that's not a huge inspiration but i i I know that that was i don't know if that was discussed between the three of us, but I know that that was that was probably something that was on my mind uh, at the time that we were developing this because one there is a road trip element to that movie and it does really go off the rails. And I like thinking about natural born killers a lot because it does kind of remind you that you have permission to break the rules. It does give you permission to say, Hey, this isn't what I've seen in the last, you know, 30 Hollywood films, but I can do it anyway. And just the, the kind of the audacity of natural born killers is something that um, I've always been attracted to and it's something that i'm i am sure was in the back of my mind to some degree while we were developing this and again it's like any any movie not just you know if you're making a, a a really strange road trip film i think that's one of those films that you know you should kind of revisit and think about Anytime you're getting ready to make a movie, because you don't want to just be locked into here's the stale, expected, here's what everybody else is doing, here's what Hollywood is doing, here's the trend, here's what, here are the rules, and stick to that. I think that's a good movie to kind of, you know, revisit when you're uh, gearing up to develop something new. It's just a reminder that, hey, you can, if you want to go bonkers and you think it's appropriate, go bonkers. (laughs)
0: Right, right. No, I, I think that I think that's a great uh, that's great advice to filmmakers to uh, you know to uh, just go for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> go yeah. do what you're gonna do. You know. Yeah. And I think
1: and I think about I think that's a mentality that I take when I'm developing anything is that it's you know Natural Born Killers may not be the most appropriate thing to address or to revisit with the development of the next film, but but any time that I'm developing anything or thinking about the direction that a movie you know that i'm going to direct is going to go in i i absolutely will look for the oddball stuff to watch and inspire me and not be out there looking at the the hollywood mainstream stuff or even what's what's hot on the the indie scene because i'm not I'm just more interested in being reminded you can do whatever you want and you can you can break as many rules as you want and you can go as, as weird and strange and off the beaten path as you want. So pretty much any movie that when I'm in the that development stage or in the writing phase, I tend to seek out those films that are just a, a little more odd and not quite so, you know, mainstream friendly. Sure.
0: Yeah, no, that that's that's awesome. Um, I'm going to combine two here that Chad had brought up because um, they go together and that's uh, tales from the dark side and the twilight zone.
1: I don't remember uh, those being discussed at all, but it was really interesting when we had like just producers come in and watch the first cut of the film. And um, Jim Oosley, he's one of the cast members, but he's also an associate producer and, he came in and watched the the first cut of the movie, and that was the Twilight Zone. Was what he brought up. He said that it seemed like a really strange, weird art film, but merged with a Twilight Zone episode. And I thought that was really interesting that he brought that up because I don't remember Twilight Zone being um, discussed when we were developing it. But if Jim Oosley picked it up when when he first watched the movie and you guys picked it up and and, and maybe that was somewhere back there I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I suppose when you're uh trying different, you know, interesting things, I guess that uh that's kind of in that DNA of of trying yeah. all kinds of unique ideas.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: So I, I'm just going to bring out one more, and this is actually one we hadn't talked about on the show, but it's one I thought about after we finished uh, the episode. Um, and okay. so I figured I might, might as well run it by you real quick. Um, but in the way that, uh, is the character's name, uh, uh, Jackie's character, what was the name again?
1: Amber. Amber. Amber, that's right.
0: In uh, the way that her her memories are like being triggered when she uh, gets to these different locations and whatnot – kind of reminded me a little bit of um if you remember the old like graphic adventure computer games where you would like you'd get somewhere and you'd do something and then you'd get like more of the backstory um and it, it would like trigger scenes like cut scenes and video games uh giving you more insight into the character's memory and all that stuff and learning more about the character
1: well, that's interesting. Mm. No, I actually i don't i don't remember ever playing those games.
0: Really? Oh, some of the best yeah. games. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Maybe Jason did. I'm not sure. Yeah, but no i i've I've never i've never uh, played those games. At least I don't remember playing those games. But uh, that's a really interesting connection. So that's that's cool. That's really that's a that, that's something that I think is really cool about the movie. Hopefully, that people you know if they want to kind of like tune everything out and sit down and watch it and try to absorb everything that they're seeing. It's really cool when everybody who watches it kind of makes different connections and can see different elements in there and a lot of they can see a lot of, you know, what they've done in their past and they have going on in their life and they can kind of, you know, project it into the movie. And so it's really interesting to hear stuff like that. It's really cool. That's awesome.
0: Right on. Well, um, I guess from there, I, I'd love to hear, do you have any um, specific either films or filmmakers or anything else that uh, were part of the inspiration for, for In Memory of? I'm
1: trying to think if there was anything on, on my mind that you guys did not bring up, but I'm kind of drawing a blank on in, in terms of what was going on in my, my head, but uh, I know that one movie that you guys you guys didn't bring up Necromantic, did you? No, no. Okay, so that was one where uh, Jackie. I know that she did not discuss this with the three of us while we were writing it, and we wrote this movie in a very unique way, where we basically came up with a an outline, and then we like chopped the outline up into a, a bunch of segments, and then we all went off and wrote our own. We all went off and worked on segments that were assigned to us, and then we all brought our pieces back, and we stitched them all together, and then we just sat there meeting after meeting, Mm -hmm. rewriting and refining and kind of making it a, a more of a singular voice. And Jackie did not discuss this with us when we were in the early meetings, and she didn't say anything about it while we were writing. But I remember after the script was finished, she brought up to me that she was... Uh, inspired by necromantic, while she was writing certain sequences that she had been assigned, and hmm. I thought, you know, because there's no, you know, sex with corpses in our movie, uh, I thought that was kind of odd. But she was she pointed out the kind of uh, the the more dreamlike sequences in necromantic and the, the the parts of the movie that veer away from the narrative and just become more odd, more surreal. Uh, and she's sure, a, a sure. huge she's a big fan of Necromantic that's one of her favorite movies and uh, you know she was describing those uh, sequences of Necromantic to me and saying yeah those were actually inspirations for her when she was writing and I thought that was really interesting so like the, there's this sequence near the end of the movie when Jackie's character Amber is is working her way through the desert and she ends up spotting a a doppelganger and a copy of herself. And there's the business where the doppelganger is digging into the ground and finds the, the four skulls and the the brain, that whole sequence. uh, Jackie said that that was heavily inspired by those dreamlike sequences in necromantic. That's what something that she was thinking about. And I didn't catch it when we were writing. Uh, Mm. It didn't. And I'm a fan of necromantic as well but I didn't catch it when we were writing. So I thought that was really interesting when she divulged that information after the fact. Yeah, so. That's so cool. That, was, that must be so interesting
0: to uh, hear that, like from the people that you're working with, like, you know, Yeah. like, Oh
1: uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's one. So that's one that, that, that you guys didn't pick up on and I didn't pick up on, but I learned after the fact. So, <laughs> and I yeah, no, weird.
0: but yeah, that makes sense though. Uh, what uh, The way that she describes it, that, that, yeah, you know, absolutely, that makes sense. So, um, since you don't have any specifics aside from like specifically with with this movie, just as overall as a filmmaker, are there any other uh, major influences that you have in your work?
1: Well, I think that uh, it, it basically started with um, the George Romero films, mm. and it started with uh sam raimi's evil dead um those were the movies that and like a uh, toxic avenger those in the early early you know when i was a kid those were the movies that were like inspiring me to want to make my own movies um yeah. and then of course just over the years um uh, oh well, here's another one that we didn't talk about um cronenberg has always been a big influence on me and love his oh, early sure. work and actually Cronenberg was was his films were discussed quite a bit during the development of the memory of I forgot about that one um, just kind of going into that let's blend horror and medical horror with science fiction and all that kind of stuff. So the, I remember. Sure, yeah, yeah. Was, but he's been he, in general, you know, he's a a, a big influence. Um, very inspiring. and very inspired by the films of Mario Bava. Um, and then in you know more recent years it's been um i've been very inspired by darren, Ar- darren aronofsky's films and david Fincher's films and um and uh Denis villeneuve who did uh prisoners and arrival and the new blade runner oh, yeah. his, his his movies are amazing uh so you know, when I when I kind of like rattle them all off, it seems like they're uh, they're kind of all over the map. But it's it's like you know, it's everything from from those guys all the way back to uh, you know, silent German films from the from the twenties. You know, so it's I I like to look around and look at everything. Some, sometimes a big Hollywood movie, sometimes really low budget indie films. Old silent films, anything in between, and just kind of search for those uh, moments of inspiration. But, but yeah, I think you know, growing up and, and doing this for the past twenty five years, probably it's been Romero, it's been Cronenberg and uh, Mario Bava, and um, you know, those those are those are, pro- those are the staples, probably. Sure, yeah, no, and I mean, those
0: are the kind of uh, filmmakers that I think it makes sense to, like, lead someone into such, uh, you know, such very uh, visionary work, you know, doing stuff that's just so unique and interesting and uh, crazy. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, right on. Well, um, this has been great talking. What do you, uh, what are you working on now? Are you working on another project currently?
1: Uh, I'm actually, I, I'm, I'm eager, very eager to start working on whatever our next film is going to be. I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to kind of clear my brain and sit down and really start thinking about that and really get that development process started. But currently I'm, I'm, uh, in up to my eyeballs in some editing work uh sort of like actually i took a break from editing to talk to you this evening um uh, and i'm editing right the uh, behind the right right now i'm editing the behind the scenes documentaries that for uh you know the jj abrams overlord movie the nazi zombie horror thing yeah uh that went I'm editing the behind the scenes documentaries that are going to be on the Blu ray when that movie, when the Blu ray comes out, I guess, early next nice. year. So that's my current, um, uh, that's what's consuming most of my time right now is sitting here and editing those documentaries. And then, like, right after that, I'm going to be editing the behind the scenes documentaries for this new Pet Cemetery um, adaptation coming up. And then, when wow. those are done, when those are finished, then I can take a breather and and you know collect my thoughts and then start thinking about what whatever the what the next film will be
0: very cool well i'll be looking forward to it and uh i I appreciate you taking the time to uh come talk to us this was uh, a lot of fun getting to revisit the film and uh also talk about these uh all these other great movies i mean it's that's what i i love about it is talking about a movie that you know a recent movie and talking about lots of old great movies as well in the same breath you know well
1: it's a really interesting you know idea for a podcast what you guys are doing and when when i'm lucky enough to be invited in like this it's it's really awesome because i get to talk about it like hey i'm a filmmaker and this is something that i did and i you know appreciate that you guys took an interest in it but it also lets me talk about movies as a fan too and i love that right
0: That's awesome. Well, I'm glad to have you here. And uh, thank you. And I will make sure to uh, spread the word some more about the movie, get more eyes on it. More people need to see it uh, because it's a wild movie.
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate that. We all do. Eric Hundley, and I host Unstructured. On Unstructured, I have intimate conversation with a diverse range of people. I've interviewed a presidential candidate and a felon, not the same person. I've even chatted with a musher, yep, a sledder behind a pack of dogs. And in these conversations, we learn what drives these folks. Please, come check out Unstructured. You can find Unstructured wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: All right, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Eric Stanzi, the writer-director of In Memory Of. Um, I love talking to these filmmakers. I think it's a really fun way to... Uh, really just continue the conversation in a a whole new way and, you know, do this whole puzzle piece thing but take it to a different level and try different things. I really encourage you to go seek out In Memory Of. You can buy the Blu-ray from wickedpixel.com. If you're a fan of weird and intense and... uh, really weird movies uh, you should definitely check out in memory of, Uh, but it's an awesome movie and we really did enjoy it a lot. And I enjoyed talking to Eric Stanzi. So with that, I will remind you to make sure you are subscribed to piecing it together on your podcast app of choice and rate and review us on iTunes and join the conversation with us on our Facebook group, Piecing It Together, a movie discussion group. You could also get in touch with me. Uh, you could tweet at us, at piecingpod, or you could email me directly, by rosen at gmail.com. If you want to uh, talk to me about anything relating to the show or anything in general, just get in touch. I, I love talking to all you people. So uh, with that, I'm going to leave you with the piece of music and uh, I think I'll play a Stranger from An Unseen Sky. I might have played that before, but I don't know. It fits the theme of In Memory Of. So uh, I'm going to play a little piece of music and let you guys go, but we will be back again in a few days with another full-length episode of Piecing It Together. And as always, I just want to thank you all so much for listening and for sporting what we do.
1: And all.